1: The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I'm many things and many people. I am the nation. I'm 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I'm Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shocker around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green
0: Mountain Boys, and David Crockett. Coming to you from the D Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon. This is Don't Tread on America. Your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is Thursday, (laughs) January 26th, 2023. How's everybody doing out there today? Yeah. Okay. See, guys, this is why... It is so very important for you to subscribe to this show. Whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, go ahead and hit the follow button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit whatever button it is on whatever app you're listening to to follow the show because it doesn't cost you anything. It is perfectly free. Whatever whatever podcast app you're listening to us on, it's perfectly free. I, I don't charge you to listen to the show. Um, so follow the show. I, I try to do a show Sunday or Monday. Wednesday and Friday Things come up I'm still going to try and do three shows Okay If you follow the show It'll come to you You'll be like, bam There's the D-time right there I'm going to go ahead and listen Reason I wasn't here yesterday Is uh, Mr. Christopher J. McGillicuddy uh, Got bumpers For his wife's Jeep Similar Not similar to what I got my wife But nonetheless We both Both of our wives got bumpers for their Jeeps for Christmas So, uh I was over there helping him install said bumpers on her Jeep, but that's why I'm here today. I Had ever everything prepared to do a show, but you know he helped me out. I had to go help him out. That's just what that's what friends do, right? It's what we do. So anywho, plus you know he gave me some whiskey. So I mean, shit. What do you what are you gonna do? Not go over there and drink? I mean, put on bumpers? No. Oh. So got a good show for you today. Um, I'm gonna try and be here again tomorrow now the reason I say I'm gonna try I have no I have one reason that it won't happen and that is because I don't want to do it no um, we're switching internet companies and my appointment of course is between one and five right and tomorrow being Friday when I get off of work on Friday we go to the gym. So by the time I get done work, get done at the gym, I'll be just getting home in time for it to be 1 o'clock. So assuming that the new uh, internet company that is going to install, you know, whatever they're installing, uh, between 1 and 5, they could be here at 1, they could be here at 4.59, I don't know. So I'm hoping it's 1. Of course, if they're here early enough and they're not here forever... I will uh bring you a show. I have the stuff to do and it's gonna kind of piggyback off of what I'm gonna talk about today. So um it's just a question of being able to do it, because I don't want to be in the middle of the show. The uh the tech comes to install stuff, then I'd have to stop and wait, and da-da-da, and then I gotta hook up the internet to all my devices and so on and so forth. So um hopefully the person is here early enough that they're here like one or so. And uh you know, we can uh I can do a show. So but the best way to combat that is like I said, follow the show, subscribe to it. Also, while you're doing that, you're on your your uh hand your phone, your your whatever you listen to us on. I'm assuming most people listen to it on their phone, whether it's an Android or a, an iPhone. Uh go ahead and if you're on Facebook or the Ticker Talker, Instagram, follow us at don't tread on America. You'll get updates there. Also, if you want to subscribe to our website, it's DontTreadOnAmerica.com. Uh, I won't spam you to death. You can follow the show there. Also, um, when we start our new podcast on YouTube, I'll put links on the website there so you can check out that podcast. Um, the Beards, Bourbon, and Banter on YouTube. Hopefully, Hopefully, <laughs> we'll get to it next week. And start our first episode. Um, also, uh, follow us on Twitter at DTOM underscore 1775. And if you want to follow me, it's PCGC underscore 1775. All right. Before we get into the show, I want to also remind you of our newest sponsor to the show, Christian Lawson Watches. Check them out at ChristianLawson.com. And use promo code DTOM at checkout to get 30% off your purchase price. Check them out. ChristianLawson.com. Promo code D-T-O-M at checkout. 30% off. All right, guys. So, right. Have you guys heard about the Doomsday Clock? Is that something that you have ever heard of in your life? I mean, maybe you have. I don't know. Um, If you have not, the Doomsday Clock... I'm going to just read the brief Wikipedia thing here. As we play a little... Metallica. I'll probably get in trouble for that, but I don't really care. Um, <laughs> the Doomsday Clock is a symbol that represents the likelihood of a man-made global catastrophe. In in the opinion of the members of the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists, maintained since 1947, the clock as a meta is a metaphor for threats <laughs> to humanity, to humanity, and unchecked scientific and technology advances. A hypothetical global catastrophe is represented by midnight on the clock with the bulletin's opinion on how close the world is to one represented by a certain number of minutes or seconds to midnight. Assessed in January each year, the main factors influencing the clock are nuclear risk and climate change. The Bulletin science and security board monitors new developments in the life science and technology that it could inflict um, you know, basically in ir- great harm to the to the humanity. I, for whatever I can't read that word. I'm an idiot. The clock setting in nineteen forty seven was seven minutes to midnight. It has since been set backward eight times, forward seventeen times, with a total of twenty five. The furthest from midnight being seventeen minutes in nineteen ninety one, and the nearest being ninety seconds that was on Monday or wait what's today, Thursday, so that was Tuesday on the twenty fourth. So I don't need to dive into why when it moved up when it moved back blah 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 think about it since 1947 so i was shortly after world war ii is when they decided to do this and think of if you just think back in history just even if you if you're not a studier of history you know basic history you know uh korea war vietnam war gulf war uh, desert storm uh, in the 60s you had what the Soviet Union uh, Bay of Pigs you had you know you had those certain situations I mean hell even if you're as old as me you've listened to Billy Joel we didn't start to fire just listen to that song all the things that he sung about in that song would have affected this doomsday clock if you're 50 plus years old you know exactly what I'm talking about if you can think back to I mean granted I wasn't alive during Korea I was a baby during Vietnam. and But you think back to the history of those things. You think back to the, the Soviet Union parking... Or Soviet uh, Russia, Soviet Union, whatever. Parking the uh, subs off of the coast of Florida. You know, nuclear subs. Think about those things. Think about how close the clock should have been to midnight back then. Not to mention how how scared people were because the information was a lot less prevalent like it is these days. Um, and the clock never got <laughs> that close to midnight. I mean, it it got close, but not 90 seconds. So the interesting thing is the 2023 doomsday clock is how close we are to say to the apocalypse, scientists say. Um, I'm not going to play the audio from that, mainly because... It's a bunch... Excuse me for anyone that's a scientist or whatever... But these guys are straight-up nerds. And obviously... It's their opinion... And they base it upon... What's going on, essentially. Um, so... The question is... Essentially, the reason they came to this... This decision was... Because of Russia and Ukraine. And the, the thoughts that... Of course, we're going to go to war... And um, and uh, there we go. And uh, you know, whatever. I mean, are we going to go to war? I don't know. In my lifetime, there's been how many situations that have brought us close to everybody thinking that we're about to hit war. Now, I did a show back in July. Uh, World War Three is it coming? course this was based around china and taiwan now everyone's so much focused on ukraine and russia and it's it's interesting so biden said this now this was i think i don't know the exact date but i want to say he said this around march or april of last year And I'm going to play this and see how loud the, here you go.
1: Send in offensive equipment and have planes and tanks and trains uh, going in with American pilots and American crews. Just understand, and uh, don't kid yourself, no matter what you all say, that's called World War III.
0: Okay. Okay, so there you go, that was March, April of last year, he says, you know, don't, get it twisted if we send in tanks and planes and crews and so on and so forth that that that's world war three and he's not wrong <laughs> i mean i'll give him credit once other okay if you have a conflict between two countries and it's not like the amer uh, you know united states has been opposed to being involved in other people's conflict now when that happens and then you draw other countries in to that conflict, it becomes a quote unquote world war. Now you can think back in recent history to Afghanistan or Iraq, you know, so back in ninety, Iraq invaded Kuwait, if you guys are old enough to recall that. Um, you know, for whatever reason, we didn't like that. There's plenty of speculation that might be a show to do later as to why they did that and why we responded. But if you just look at the basic history of what we were told happened, um, Iraq invaded Kuwait. It's a small country south of Iraq. Um, We responded in kind by pushing Iraq out of Kuwait and uh, so on and so forth. That really wasn't a world war. It was us being the world police, which I'm totally against. I think we have enough issues here between our borders. And crime, you know, the drugs. I mean, we have enough shit to deal with here to not worry about these other countries and their problems. But we are the American empire as it stands for now. And that's what empires do. They involve themselves. And it's kind of like we're a modern day mafia, in my opinion, in the sense that (laughs) we give these little countries protection. You know, what's the big on that? What's the payback on that? I don't know. Obviously, they don't pay us back. They don't pay us, the taxpayers, back. I mean, think of all the stuff that we've gone out of pocket on since World War I, World War II. I mean, we we literally destroyed most of Europe and Japan via World War II. Now, you could say that wasn't all us as far as Europe was concerned. That was Germany and whoever else was involved. But nonetheless, who paid to rebuild all that? We bombed the shit out of Japan. And then who paid to, to fix all that? Did Japan pay us back? Did Germany, did England, did any of these countries pay us back? I mean, they didn't pay us back. Part of the reason why we're in such a shit hole right now with the, with the deficit is all this money we put out everywhere. And we don't take enough in. Deficit is, I mean, to just dumb it down, take your checkbook, for example. Look at your bank account. If your bank account has a positive, <laughs> you're not in a deficit, right? If you're able to pay your bills every week, every month, whatever the case may be, and when you're done paying those bills, you have a couple of dollars left, whether it's $5 or $500, you're not in a deficit. You're in a positive, right? We are 3123 whatever trillion dollars in in debt essentially. To whom? I don't know because we just keep on moving the clock. We keep on moving the debt ceiling, you know, okay, which they're being stubborn on right now, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. Unfortunately, the people that will see a problem with this is the people that get Social Security checks, whether it be, you know, old retirees or, you know, younger people or disabled people or whatever the case may be that are on Social Security. Um, You want to see an uproar? Wait till next week when those checks don't come out. Not so much that you're going to see grandma and grandpa they there taking it to the streets, but you're going to see these, some of these people getting a little upset. My question is this. If the government is the one fucking things up, why don't we not pay the president and all these diplomats and all these congressmen and uh, senators and people that work for the government? And, and not even to the point where I'm talking about the military. I'm talking about the IRS, the FBI. Why don't we take their paychecks away? But I'm getting off on one other tangent. But here we go. This was Biden yesterday.
1: And today, today, I'm announcing that the United States will be sending 31 Abram tanks to Ukraine, the equivalent of one Ukrainian battalion. Secretary Austin has recommended this step because it will enhance the Ukraine's capacity to defend its territory and achieve its strategic objectives. The Abrams tanks are the most capable tanks in the world. They're also extremely complex to operate and maintain. So we're also giving Ukraine the parts and equipment necessary to effectively sustain these tanks on the battlefield. And we'll begin to train the Ukrainian troops on these issues of sustainment, logistics, and maintenance as soon as possible.
0: Okay, so there you go. We're going to give them equipment, tanks. We're going to teach them how to use the tanks, which means we're going to have U.S. military equipment, U.S. military personnel in ukraine during a hot war okay then you have this this is the um i think she is the foreign minister of germany uh and this is what she had to say
1: and therefore i've said already in the last days yes we have to do more to defend ukraine yes we have to do more also on tanks but the most important and the crucial part is that we do it together and that we do not do the blame game in Europe because we are fighting a war against Russia and not against each other.
0: So we're fighting a war against Russia. You heard it from her that the European Union and Germany are at war with Russia. So does that mean now you're going to see Germany and other countries in the EU? moving troops and equipment into ukraine you're going to see america moving troops and equipment into ukraine now if you're vladimir putin how do you take this you look at this as a threat this is a serious threat now it's beyond a border dispute it's beyond a territorial dispute now the reason that they're giving for us and germany and whoever else giving them tanks equipment and personnel is for defense. Well, tanks move, right? I've also read where the purpose to give these tanks is for the military in the Ukraine to take back Crimea. Now, you could sit there and say, well, Crimea was part of Ukraine and, you know, they have a right to that, blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever. My question is this In 2014, when Russia Took Ukraine, we didn't see any of this. None of this. Do you guys even recall that when Obama was president, Russia basically walked, didn't even walk. They floated into Crimea because there was a port there that they shared with Ukraine, and they were like, "This is ours. We we got this now." It's a it's peninsula south on the uh, Black Sea. And, uh, Russia was like, yeah, this is ours. I don't recall that there being much of a skirmish there. I don't recall that being the deal. I don't, I'm not saying there wasn't, but I don't recall seeing the news and seeing planes and bombs and missiles. I don't recall that. I don't recall it being a big deal, so to speak. Um, essentially what Russia is doing is kind of the same thing in the Donbass region, Of the Ukraine, the southeastern part of the Ukraine, where, you know, supposedly, take it for what it's worth, but uh, supposedly the citizens of that area. So, and I've explained this before we as a country, as citizens in America, we don't think of other countries having states. Okay. Like in America, there's 50 states, right? And if you just count the 48 United States, you know, on the or, you know, in the one spot, not talking about Alaska and, and uh, Hawaii. In other countries, they have, quote-unquote, states or provinces or whatever you want to call them. Like in Canada, there's, what, six or seven provinces. There's, I mean, they're bigger, obviously. You could probably break Canada up to 30, 40 areas if you wanted to, but nonetheless, it's the same thing in all countries. It's not just Ukraine. It's Ukraine. It's kind of like the... I guess you could call it just to make it easy for you guys. The United States of Ukraine, so there might be 40 regions. I'm probably not that many. Probably 20 regions in that in that country. Therefore you have the Donbas region, you have whatever different regions. And those regions have mayors, which would be equivalent to like governors in the states. Um so allegedly, take it for what it's worth. The, the citizens in these regions voted to annex, to leave, succeed, I should say, secede from uh, the Ukraine to become part of Russia. There was fighting between, between the country, the military of, of Ukraine, and the people of that area. That area was a shithole before any of this Russia stuff happened. Russia essentially is there to help those people. That's the story as we're told. It depends on who you want to believe. Do you want to believe Russia? Do you want to believe Ukraine? They're both lying sacks of shit, so who do you believe? You can't even believe our media because we lie just as much as the other two do. That's why I like to look at independent journalists that are over there, like Rebel News and those guys that are on the ground talking to the citizens. I played clips a month or two ago where these people were, you know, you show these apartment buildings and whatnot that are destroyed and they're sitting there telling you this was the Azov battalion that did this. This wasn't Russian. So, you just don't know what to believe but the fact of the matter is this. Us, the EU, I don't know exactly all the countries in the EU that are involved in this but we know Germany is and this was at a EU, um, like in the EU they've however many countries are in the eu they're trying to get to a point where they're kind of like a united union type type thing even though they're all independent countries they you can cross through each country and and they have their own currency instead of having using uh like deutschmarks or whatever in germany and uh i don't know the money in every other country but you could use the the euro to pay for stuff right so um You have those countries that are kind of right there by Russia, essentially. And, you know, us getting involved. Now, the thing that scares me, and this is where I'll probably go into a little bit more in depth tomorrow or Sunday, whenever I do this next show, is the events that led up to World War II. And I'm not going to go through all of them right now. Like I said, that's definitely a show for another day. But just basically is this. If you know anything about history now you had world war one and World war two we're relatively close together within what 25 years i think of each other between world war one ending and world war two beginning uh, which is obviously very close in essence of a world war now obviously it seems like every 20 years there's something going on in the globe uh some kind of a a fight somewhere if you think about it yeah the nineteen what 19 teens and what 12 13, 14 whenever World War one started then 30 something you know 20 years later, 1930 something 38 whatever World War II started kind of cranking up. Then 20 years later Korea started cranking up and then 20 years later Vietnam started cranking up. You see what I'm saying? 20 years later, Gulf War, 20 years later Afghanistan. 20 years you know it's like it, it's a never-ending cycle of of fighting somewhere and it's it's good business i hate to say that but it is it's kind of like having cancer i can speak on this because i have cancer you guys know this there's no money in the cure there's only money in making you believe there's a cure right i've been dealing with this for 13 14 years They're getting a shit ton of money out of, well, more so out of my insurance company, but nonetheless, and I'm just one dude. How many patients does this place that I go to have, right? They're making a shit ton of money off of us. The best thing to do with a cancer patient is keeping them alive. Not curing them, but just keeping them alive. Anyway, same thing with war. Like uh, Biden says, oh, Secretary austin there said this was a great idea well shit you don't think his boys at raytheon where he just worked before he became secretary of defense didn't have something to do with this you do one little iggy there hey uh, austin wants you psh, 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 tanks thanks to ukraine <laughs> big money right it's not like it's not like uh, the united states of america builds the tanks it's defense contractors that build the tanks whatever company builds those tanks it's not like we have the united states of america uh, the government is building tanks. No, that's done by a company, just like during World War II, Ford built airplanes and G, uh, Chrysler built tanks and GM built tanks. And you see what I'm saying? It's the government isn't equipped to build those things. They refer to privatized companies. So what you do is you have the quote-unquote military military complex. You have the military military industrial complex. That gets involved. So you have lobbyists from said companies, whatever companies, Raytheon, so on and so forth, that go and they have lobbyists and they get with the congressmen and they get with the senators and they get with the defense secretaries and the secretary of states and the and they make them sound like it's a great idea for us to get involved. Here's some missiles. Here's some bazookas. Here's some missile launchers. Here's some planes. Here's some tanks. Here's some helicopters. Well, it's not like Raytheon and whoever else is giving this shit away. It's not like Keith Martin saying, here, I have a couple of F-14s. I don't think they use those anymore. But, you know, here's a couple of Raptors. Here's some F-22s. Right? They're not doing that. They're not here. Here, take them. They're like, okay, here. That's, you know, $50 billion. So, yeah, companies are being, have no problem with this. I mean, hell, you had Zelensky the other day thanking BlackRock and, uh, Chase and uh, Goldman Sachs and all these investment corporations. Why in the fuck is a leader (laughs) of another country that's in the middle of a quote-unquote war thanking American banking interest? Well, probably because we're giving the motherfucker billions of damn dollars that he is in turn (laughs) not using it for what it's intended for. Or maybe he is. Maybe he is using it for what it is actually intended for. Not what, it, not what we are told it's intended for. But we, we know for a fact that he was involved in FTX. We know for a fact he was involved in Bitcoin. And now he's thanking investment bankers, investment companies. Why? Why are you thanking them? You should be thanking the American citizens for not busting a damn nut all over the fucking senators and congresspeople and the fucking president that's giving our money away. In the meantime... This country has now hit their fucking debt ceiling for the goddamn how many times and how many years we've exceeded this number, and we're constantly just spending, spending, spending. Million dollars here, billion dollars there, million. We give so much money away to these countries. Now, you'll hear other news people. you hear other podcast people. you hear other people say, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that much money. Okay, whatever. In the grand scheme of things, if that money wasn't going out, we wouldn't be in the trouble we're in. The problem is this, this government, and I'm not even talking about Biden. This isn't a new thing. We didn't automatically get 31, 30, whatever it is, $2 trillion in debt like that. This has been a problem for years, right? This isn't a Democrat thing. This isn't a Republican thing. This is a government thing. I don't want to blame Biden, Trump, Obama, Bush, Clinton, Bush, Reagan, Carter, I'm not even blaming those people. I'm blaming everyone else in the government that has anything to do with money. Unfortunately, when you're Biden, Trump, and all these other guys, you're the. Uh, it's like the head coach of a football team getting fired, and your offense sucks. It's not necessarily your fault. Maybe you need to look at the offensive coordinator, but because you're the manager, you're the head coach. It's your fault. So everyone blames Biden, we blame Trump, we blame Obama, we blame whoever. In the, in the meantime, the quote-unquote career politicians, someone like a Biden who's been in politics for you know almost 50 years now, is part of the problem. And I'm not just saying he is. Look at your Congress people, your senators that have been in office for 20, 30, 40, 50 plus years. Those are the people that are to blame for this. And we have no problem signing these bills, giving money away to whoever. We give so much money away to countries that 100% absolutely hate this country and everybody in it. There's people in this country that hate everybody in this country, but yet they're here. Why are they here? Because they're reaping the benefits of being an American. You see them every day. You go to a convenience store. You go to a donut shop. You go to a coffee shop. And I'm not saying that they're all like this. I'm not saying all Middle Eastern people are like that. But there is a lot of those people that are extremely racist towards black people, Hispanic people. But they buy stores in their areas so they can fleece those people. They're extremely racist. They hate this country. They don't hate what the country's doing for them. But they hate the country. But yet we constantly just give money, give money, give money. And the basically, like I said before, the basic problem in this country is this. It's just like your finances. The country spends way more money than it takes in. It's a, it's a, it's a kid with an with a American Express black card that has no limit, but he's not paying the bill. You understand? So how do they combat that? How do they combat that? And like I said, that's probably something I'm going to get into later, but the simple term is taxes. Okay. So with the debt ceiling, with everything frozen, there's no social security going out. So they're not paying out money. There's no, guess what? When you file your income taxes, probably gonna be a delay on that. If you're getting a refund, it's going to be a delay. But the problem is this, with all of this World War III talk. The early stages of World War II were a couple of different things. Okay, if you want to believe what we were told about World War II, we're going to go with that. Because we're seeing very much the similarities here. I talked about coming out of World War One. there was a pandemic in 1918. Spanish flu. I've told you all about this story. 1920s, the economy was shit. So the government pumped money into the economy, into the people's hands to, to stimulate... Thus, the the term stimulus checks stimulate the economy, which they did. The the early 20s, early 1920s was great. The mid-1920s, it started to go to real shit real quick because inflation, okay, just hear me out. This is 1923 I'm talking about, 1924. Inflation ran crazy all across the world, not in America, not just in America, but everywhere. In Germany, you had hyperinflation. People, the money, people burned, literally burned money to stay warm because it was cheaper for them to burn the cash, the, the paper money, than it was for them to buy fuel. I'm talking about 1923, 1924. Does this not sound familiar? The inflation was inc- incredible. In the early, in 19, uh, 1920, it was similar to 2020. Goods were scarce. Supply was less than the demand. They increased companies, built, 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 built. The government pushed money into the people's hands, so they bought, bought, bought. Okay? By 22, 23, 24, people started running out of money. The government stopped giving you money, which is fine. But in the meantime, all these companies that were building, 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 whatever it was, you know, cars, cars, Uh, widgets, radios, whatever. (laughs) No one was buying anything. So now you had all this surplus and no demand, right? So companies started going out out of business. Companies started laying off people. Okay, now fast forward 100 years. 2020, COVID. We pump money into the economy. We're running short on supplies. Build, build, build. We're over flooded with supplies. What's happening Google, Amazon, Walmart, uh, uh, fucking Microsoft, and I'm just these are just big companies I'm talking about laying off thousands of workers. Do you see the similarities? Okay, you go from 1920 something into 1930, stock market crash. Well, <laughs> article just come out the other day. Are we facing a global stock market crash? Not a new. When when we think of the Great Depression. We, we think of it in America. That was a world thing. That wasn't just an American thing. You see in Germany, you see in Europe where gas prices, we think gas prices are bad here, which they are. Well, think back 100 years ago. In Germany, hyperinflation, it was cheaper for them to burn their money than it was to buy fuel. How far are we from that? Maybe not here, but there. Maybe here, I don't know. In the meantime, we got eggs, six, eight, eight, ten. I mean it used to be organic eggs were like what 4 bucks a carton and your regular eggs were under 2 bucks now it's like regular eggs are what 5 6 bucks and your organic eggs are what 10 12 it's crazy it's it's absolutely insane that this stuff is going up in price it's the beginning of World War III in the sense of not just this giving tanks to Ukraine. That's one small part of it. Japan, supposedly, if you want to believe the story of Pearl Harbor and that it was Japan dropping those bombs, we did a false flag thing on Pearl Harbor. You can go back and listen to it. I'm not going to go through it. But let's just say we believe the story that was told to us. I'm not saying Pearl Harbor didn't happen. I just question who was all involved. So we'll leave it at that. But nonetheless, the story as we're told... Pearl Harbor dropped bomb, or I'm sorry, Japan dropped bombs on Pearl Harbor, right? Period. Why did they do that? Why were we told Japan did that? Because they were afraid that the United States of America was going to get involved in the war more than they already were. They were mad at the United States because we were sending tanks, supplies, munitions, you know what I'm saying, to Europe to fight Germany they were sending stuff to Asia to fight Japan so Germany was trying to take over Europe <laughs> Japan was invading China and Korea so we were involved in the sense of we were supplying them with stuff in the meantime the economy is going to shit in the meantime you know these things are happening It's very eerily similar to what is going on right now. I'm going to stop talking about that because I'm already kind of getting into my Friday show. So we're going to leave it at that. So more to come on World War III and the devastation of this country internally, externally, and maybe even more so. So I saw an interesting thing. So did you guys know that there is now? I shouldn't say that there is now, but we're going to say it for now. A stroke season, okay? So in my lifetime, the only... Other than football, baseball, basketball, and hockey seasons, and summer, spring, fall, and winter seasons, uh, the only other thing I've ever called heard call a season was like flu. Oh, it's flu season, right? Even when you were a kid, oh, it's flu season. Be careful, you know? And then as... In the last, what, 10, 15 years, however long, flu shots have been around. Oh, it's flu season. Go to Walgreens, or CVS, or wherever, and get your flu shot, blah, blah, blah. Um, well, evidently, now, there is a thing called stroke season. So, <laughs> evidently, this comes after flu season, which... And I, the thing about this is this. Flu season waivers. And I'm just going to read this story... And this is out of uh, the Gateway Pundit. So, do you know what comes after flu season? An urgent care physician claimed that after flu season, about three or four weeks later, there is a stroke season. (laughs) The the credibility of the medical community is rapidly declining. Urgent care physician Dr. Raj Badarwah (laughs) joined the CBC, Canada's Rob Brown, to talk about the stroke season. Baffled and surprised by the doctor's... Um, uh, baffled and surprised, doctor... I, I don't want to say his name. So we'll say the doctor explained the link between the flu, infection, and stroke. I didn't know about this either until last year, but it turns out that flu, after flu season, about three or four little weeks later, there was stroke season, said the doctor. And like you said, most of Canada is getting down off a big hump of flu. So now we're starting to see more strokes. Now, surely, this is Canada. Surely, it has nothing to do with the... 80 or however many percent population in that country that has been um (laughs) that has been uh uh, vaccinated right surely it has nothing to do with that but now we're uh we have stroke season so I'm not going to read on and on talking about flu shots can help prevent. <laughs> he, he continues on by saying that getting an annual flu shot can help prevent strokes. The good news is that get after getting your flu shot reduces your uh, risk of stroke. According to a study from the University of Calgary back in November, he said, even if you get the flu shot, then catch uh, influenza, you'll still have less. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, I guess you could say the same thing about the COVID vaccine, right? Isn't that the same thing they told us? Every person I've ever known that gets the flu shot gets the flu. So what the fuck? I guess essentially what they're saying is um, in the cold, the stress, you're coming after Christmas, maybe you spent too money. I don't, I've had the flu. I mean, a lot of people say, oh, I got the flu when they really just have a cold. Um, having a fever and a cold isn't the flu. It's two separate things. You can have the flu and not actually have symptoms, right? Um, and the flu is very similar. I know this is, is a, you know, Bad to say, obviously, because, you know, God forbid, you could just have the flu and not have COVID, but they're very similar. Um, But think about it. Think about it in this country, other countries, you're seeing people just drop. You know, we had the football players. We had, you know, basketball players. We had uh soccer players around the world. We've had commentators. We had people on the news. We've had all these people just drop, whether they're dying necessarily or having a heart attack or having a stroke. So... What's causing all this? Evidently, they're saying the stroke season has been... This isn't nothing new. This has been going on. We Every year after, after flu season, it's stroke season. It's just how it is. It's always been like that. If you look back in history, the, the numbers of strokes, uh, you know, three to four weeks after the flu seasons uh, increase. Okay. Is that true? Well, I can look it up on the Internet, but that doesn't mean it's true. I mean hell, you could write put anything on the internet doesn't mean it's true. But um so found another article. Now who who wrote this? This is Pointner, whoever that is, so whatever. Suddenness is a fact check. So we'll we'll have to see what they have to say. Sudden arrhythmic death syndrome and seasonal stroke risk concerns long predated the COVID-19 pandemic. So they're saying that these things that we're seeing happening, arrhythmic death syndrome, <laughs> what the fuck is that? Let's dumb it down for us simpletons. It's cardiac arrest, heart attack, right? Sudden arrhythmic death syndrome. Try God forbid we got to make it some kind of clinical thing. It's a heart attack. Sudden, boom, it's sudden. Arhythmic, heart, death, dead, heart attack. Not that you'd necessarily die from a heart attack, but nonetheless, uh and seasonal stroke pre this is this has been going on before covid it's had nothing to do with covid has nothing to do with the vaccine you guys are crazy you guys are conspiracy conspiracy theorists you guys are fucking idiots okay so let me ask you this i'm going on 50 years old who out there can raise their hand and honestly sit here and tell me that you've ever heard of this prior to COVID? I guarantee you, I guarantee you, none of you can raise your hands. And if you search stroke season, seasonal stroke season, uh, sudden arrhythmic death syndrome, if you search any of that on the internet, you're not going to find any article that predates this year. (laughs) And we're in January. So go figure. Trust me, because I've looked. Okay? If this was true, then last year two years ago, five years ago, ten years ago, you would already know about this. I'm old enough to say that I would know, oh, shit, now that flu season's over. You guys, be careful. It's it's stroke season. Check on your parents. Check on your grandparents. Check on, you know what I'm saying? It's bullshit. It's just one more thing that they can say, oh, yeah, this has been around. It's Okay, take the vaccine. It's fine. It, it has nothing to do with the vaccine. So the COVID-19 pandemic ushered in an error of significant change, medical and social, for people worldwide. But not everything is new, despite what social media posts claim. None of these things existed before the pandemic started, reads a text in a video in which a woman claims fact checkers and sudden arrhythmic death syndrome, or SADS, are new since the pandemic started in 2020. The pandemic is the title of the video that made many false claims about COVID and spread widely online. She also suggests without evidence that COVID-19 vaccines cause the syndrome. Oh, this is the lady speaking. Oh, and their uh, new claims that quote-unquote stroke season is an actual thing that happened after the flu season is completely bullshit too, the Instagram post captions. So I'm going to stop reading. I'm going to go back to what she says. She also suggests, quote-unquote, without evidence that the vaccines are causing it. Prove to me that it that's that that what she's saying prove to me that she's wrong prove to me that people that have gotten the vaccine whether they've gotten 1, 2, 5, 10, 15 whatever many shots they've gotten prove to me that those shots didn't have anything to do with their getting a stroke and you'll hear me shut the fuck up okay until you can do that until you can show me actual history in a fucking medical, encyclopedia whatever that stroke season is an actual thing and has been going on for years and it happens every year after flu season if you can show me evidence that this happens then I'll shut the fuck up until then you shut the fuck up because I'm telling you right now I'm on board with this lady don't know her from Adam but I'm telling you right now if anything you could if anything if these people were half fucking smart they would blame it on COVID-19 they would blame stroke season and sudden arrhythmic death syndrome. They'd blame that shit on COVID. Oh, see, this is COVID. This is why you need to get your vaccine. But they're not even smart enough to do that. Oh, that's old. We've been having stroke season. What are you guys crazy? So read on. The post was flagged as part of Facebook's efforts to combat false news and misinformation on its newsfeed. Fact checkers are now, or are, are not new. As uh of the pandemic, PolitiFact started in 07, won a poll surprise in 09. Well, that's good. I, I I have a lot of faith in poll surprises now, if, if PolitiFact's one of them. Factcheck.org debuted in 03, and sudden arrhythmic death syndrome and stroke season weren't new in 2020. When did it start? Show me when these things were alive. I've never heard of any of this shit until recent. If this isn't nothing new, prove it to me. You can fact check it. You can fact check this lady. Prove what she's saying is wrong. You can prove that. I'll shut the fuck up. And I'll be like, COVID's real. Vaccines are great. You can't prove it to me. Because why? Because along with stroke season, that just happens to be this time of year, and uh, sudden arrhythmic death syndrome, which just, you know, whatever. That's part of life. That's what we do. You now have... Huh. This. So scientists warn eggs are causing thousands of people to suddenly form blood clots. Now the fucking ten dollar eggs that you're buying at the grocery store might kill you. All of a sudden, eggs are the problem. So we can sit here and blame fucking eggs that <laughs> that buying you know chicken eggs from your local grocery store are ca- are causing thousands of people to have blood clots. Sure, that's the issue, but it has nothing to do with COVID, it has nothing to do with the vaccines. You guys are crazy conspiracy theorists. That is false news, fake news, bullshit. Fact check them, get them out of here. It's the eggs doing it. Are you fucking kidding me? Once again, prove me wrong. Prove to me that eggs are doing this. How can you even say that? Oh, thousands of people are having blood clots because of eating eggs. Prove it. How many of those thousand people are vaccinated? Just out of curiosity. How many of those people are a hundred? I'm just curious because we've read stories where millennials, so whatever age range that is, what 20 to 40, whatever, 20 to 35, those that age range are having the highest number of strokes and heart attacks. People in their 20s to early 30s, highest number of strokes and heart attacks ever. Why? Because probably a majority of those, that age group, are vaccinated. But yet, we're to believe that it's eggs? So, the interesting thing about that is, and I'm not even going to read this article. I just wanted to tell you the headline. Yeah, it's eggs. Well, this also came out. This was yesterday. Tractor supply chicken feed reportedly causing egg laying to stop. The board that's involved, That the board that owns um, Tractor Supply, uh, also has ties to the WEF and Jeffrey Epstein. So um, so online claims have emerged that co- corroborated by others that uh, the popular producer's pride chicken feed sold by Tractor Supply Chain has recently altered and that its new formulation is causing chickens to stop laying a, some suggested, deliberate re- reduction in the amount of protein, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so I'm going to say this about that. I'm not going to read this article either because it's kind of self-evident. There's, there's Producers Pride as a brand that sold it, evidently, of chicken feed that sold it at tractor supply stores. Wherever, if you have one in your neighborhood, whatever. <sighs> Here's the thing. Chickens are kind of self-sustaining. You don't necessarily need to get them feed, number one. Number two, I'm going to play devil's advocate. I know I'm a little hyped up today because... I went to the gym and I'm fresh off of pre-workout, so you have to excuse me. I'm trying to drink some whiskey to bring me down. It's not working. But anyway, um, what if? And this is this is kind of how I'm going to close out the show. What if this chicken feed? And we're 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 automatically blaming Tractor Supply and this brand producer's pride, but I mean in this whole country, there's plenty of feed stores. Um, whether they're local, mom and pop, chains, I mean, some of your Ace Hardware depending on where you live, sell, sell, you know, farm supplies. Uh, like around here, you have uh, Rural King, you know, you have Tractor Supply, you have all these places that sell chicken feed, whether it's this brand or whatever. But, if Producers Pride has ties to the WEF and and whoever and whatever, and if you want to go down that road, we can do that. But what if it has nothing to do necessarily with the the production, lessening the production of the eggs. But it it okay, let's see how do I want to word this? Okay, let's let's assume that it that this feed does, or is, causing eggs or chickens to produce less eggs. Let's just assume that's correct. But in the meantime, if there's some sort of chemical or whatever in this in this chicken feed that's causing this problem, but you still have chickens laying eggs. So if you have uh, 20 chickens, let's say you just got 20 chickens in your backyard. My daughter's got 20 chickens. She's got three roosters, and they produce a crap ton of eggs. Um, let's just say they go to Tractor Supply. They get this chicken feed they feed it to their chickens, which I don't really think they do a whole lot with that. They I think they get chicken feed once a day or once every other I don't know the exact deal there, but nonetheless. <sighs> and let's say in a week's time they get 50 eggs. I'm just throwing out a number. But now they feed them this this chicken feed and now it's 20 eggs. Okay, they're still producing eggs, just less. Okay? And they say, wow, you know, we used to get 50 eggs. Now it's only 20 eggs. That's weird. So the chickens are eating the feed, still producing eggs, but less of them. So what if, just work with me here, what if those 20 eggs that are still produced, even though it might be 30 less than normal, now have some sort of something in them that ipso turns back into the egg that is causing... The blood clots. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> right? And just playing devil's advocate. Now, I'm talking about, you know, my daughter having a few chickens that lay eggs. I'm not, regardless of, you know, uh, I don't know, egg conglomerate <laughs> A that has million chickens. And let's say they used to have a million chickens and they a million chickens produced 10 million eggs. Now, they're only producing 5 million eggs. that's the reason eggs are six seven eight dollars a carton i don't know my point is this if what this story is saying is true what if those chickens at different egg laying facilities across america are producing less eggs they're being fed a contaminated whether by purpose or accident more likely purpose but nonetheless because you know it seems like we are in a fight for our lives between our government ourselves and whoever else but nonetheless who's to say that these eggs that are still being produced in less numbers aren't contaminated somehow by this chicken feed which is also causing the chickens to lay less eggs but then maybe there's something in the chicken egg that you're eating that is causing strokes that could be a possibility my point is this <laughs> we are so quick to find an excuse for whatever the reason is instead of just blaming what the problem actually is i think i don't know why i mean i kind of do know why i shouldn't say i don't know why but it's like i think for what a good year and a half two years we were constantly told vaccine 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 take your vaccine what was it pandemic of the unvaccinated uh, dark winter, uh, you know, we're all going to die, right? I mean, you heard that. If you're unvaccinated, you heard that. I would assume the majority of people listening to this are not vaccinated. And if you are vaccinated, you probably didn't do more than one or two shots because you're like, fuck that shit. Um, And I'm not blaming you. Some people got scared into getting the shot. Some people were forced into getting the shot. I get it. Um, But you can't tell me if if you've been at least... Twice vaccinated. Let's say you've gotten at least two shots. That you're not a little bit worried, no matter how old you are, because millennials are having heart attacks too, and strokes. Are it's because they're eating eggs, or it's because they have the vaccine? We don't know because God forbid someone tells the fucking truth. I think that's the thing that frustrates me the most, is the constant being lied to by everything you're getting lied to at your job. You're getting lied to by your government. You're getting lied to by corporations. It's just the constant fuckery of lying. And it's like, why can't you just tell me some truth? I mean, John Lennon did a song. Give me some truth. I might have to uh, grab that song on the next show and get the lyrics for you and read the lyrics to that song. Give me some truth by John Lennon. If you have John Lennon songs on your phone or if you have records or whatever, why don't you look up that song? John Lennon. Give me some truth. It's kind of a, it's it's not an easy listen to, but if you pay attention to what he's saying, it's very interesting to hear the words that are coming out of his mouth. All right. So in closing, guys, today is January 26th, which is also the three-year anniversary of the death of Kobe Bryant. So I really didn't expect to, ramble on this long on the subject before so i can't really go into what i wanted to talk about so we're going to probably leave it at that you know god bless you know his family and pray for them um but there's still a lot of mystery behind what actually happened that day and uh (laughs) like i said i really wanted to get a little deeper into the situation but um i just don't have time it's been an hour It's almost 4 o'clock, and I know it doesn't seem late to you guys, but I go to bed by 4.30. So, yeah, I get up at 11. So, there you go. Anyway, uh, with that being said, guys, I'll do some more digging. I'm going to go into World War III and where we've been down this road 100 or so years ago and where we're going. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, we can get out of this before shit really hits the fan. But anyway... You guys have a great day. It is January 26, 2023. And uh, yeah, subscribe to the show, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on. Follow us. You'll get updates. Um, I want to uh, make sure you follow us on our new YouTube page, Beards, Bourbon, and Banter, where we will be starting our new podcast. Hopefully next week it's a... It's a YouTube channel podcast. It's not necessarily a podcast you can listen to while you're at work. So, those particular shows will be shorter just for that reason. Um, as short as me and Chris can make them without rambling on, but nonetheless. So, with that being said, you guys have a great day, and I will hope to talk to you again tomorrow. It all depends on how quickly the new uh, internet people get in here and get shit done. So, uh, other than that, you guys have a great day, and I'll either talk to you tomorrow on Friday or on Sunday. You guys have a great day. I'll probably run.